This is the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by JokerMag.com. All righty then. Welcome to the Sneaky Plays Podcast. I'm Brian Contino, and I'm here with a new guest, Joe Duffy. What's going What's on, going on Joe? Tino? Uh, nothing, man. I'm excited to finally talk some baseball. No more NBA drama. It's baseball season. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. Um, so Joe is a huge MLB fan. I grew up with him. Uh, we've been playing baseball from, what, 7 to 17, basically, yeah, right? Uh, yeah, is something that right? like that. 6 or 7 to 17, just about. Yeah, something like that. Well, well, Joe, Joe knows what he's talking about. Um, you can find him on Twitter at taking the price. I believe that's that correct. is correct. And uh, he'll give you some uh, gambling tips as well, right? We, you do NBA, college basketball. Yeah, and uh, I'll have some for you today too. Awesome. Some well, all right. Let's uh, let's get into this, some of this baseball talk. Um, so I know that you're new, but uh, every week on this podcast, I ask the random question to. Um, our other co-hosts that we do uh, NBA talk with, and uh, I asked a random question. So, uh, question this week is, what's your ballpark destination for this summer? All right, so, damn, that's a tough one. I'm gonna ha- just because I still haven't been there yet. It's still my number one. So Wrigley, Wrigley's the, you know, if you have, if Fenway and Wrigley are the two that I think you got to get to, and. For me, Wrigley's the one I haven't been to, so that's top of my list. Yeah, Wrigley's definitely a good choice. I've been trying to get out there. just never happens. Something always gets in the way of me uh, getting out west. Um, But this summer, I'm definitely – I'm planning a trip to uh, the Rogers Center in Toronto. I definitely got to make that trip as well. Toronto, anywhere in Canada for any sort of sporting event is a must destination for anyone. I got to do that too. Yeah, it's uh, it's just calling my name. Just you know, don't too. I, I don't travel much, don't but I got to start you doing. You can uh, plan that trip and not worry about weather. Exactly, <laughs> just the perfect setup right there. Um, you know, they're always getting their games. Yeah, in. although that team ain't gonna. Oh, they got Vlad Jr. though, so at least there's uh, some viewing pleasure there. Vlad Jr. and uh, hopefully Bo Bichette yeah, pretty soon. Yeah, huh? hopefully. We'll see. I don't know if they're going to start the year up, but we'll find out in due time. All right. So, uh, well, you, you mentioned Wrigley, so that's Chicago. But um, we're going to talk about the other Chicago team as well as the entire AL Central. Um, we'll start with the White Sox. Um, if you need to gather some information together right quick. Um, I'm going to discuss uh, – ask you a couple questions about their lineup, you know, their prospects and whatnot. And then uh, we'll discuss, you know, some players to watch and some fancy players to watch for them. Yes. Sound good. All right. So um, their, their pipeline right now, they're, so this week they're actually starting um, MLB.com is starting a, uh, the top 10 pop uh, pipeline right now. They got a Detroit and then Cincinnati at 10 and nine. I'm sure we'll see the white Sox up at either two or three. Um, what do you think about their system? I know they got a, they got five guys in the top fifty right their now. Their system is, I mean, you could put it right there with the Padres as the best in baseball. And one of the guys that we might see in the very beginning of the year, I'm sure you're going to get into him, but Eloy Jimenez is about as sure thing of a prospect as you're ever going to see. And that team, look, they got rid of Sale, they got rid of pretty everyone besides Abreu that they could that had value to restock that team and they're you know they're not going to be there this year but that future is looking extremely bright yeah absolutely so i mean yeah jimenez is the number three prospect in baseball in the top 100 um he's he's a, he's a lightning rod of a player um i'm not sure if he's going to be starting the season um it's not looking like that right now but i think he'll find his way up to the big club uh, this season and then some of the guys they got on, you know, some arms they got. I mean, Michael Kopech, Dylan Cease. Um, I mean, those are those are guys I mean, we're looking yeah, at Giolito, too, right? Giolito, Rodon's still young, Dylan Covey. You got in even the bullpen, there's youth. I mean, everywhere you look on this roster, there's it's just youth, youth, youth. And, you know, if they can land those big free agents, it's a team that's going to be at the top of that division for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
Yeah, like you were saying, I don't know if they're they're a playoff push this year, but I mean, I think twenty twenty is is realistic. Yeah, I I would agree. Um, I definitely don't think this year is it's even a plausible thought. Um, as far as Jimenez goes, here's the thing: if you're not competing for the playoffs this year, it's hard to bring him up at the start of the year because you lose uh, that one year of control, which is why he mm-hmm. probably stays down. But I mean. That kid in 55 games in AAA last year hit 355, and he uses the whole field. He's the perfect guy to put behind Jose Abreu in that lineup. And if you wanted to compete now, you got to bring him up now. But I don't. I just don't think that competing now is uh, what they're looking to do. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. Um, I think. I think with the Indians still still playing really well in the Central, and then just some of the, the teams up top in the AL East, you know, like the Rays, Red Sox, Yankees. I mean, it's just not really worth it for them to make a playoff push right now. Yeah. I think it's smart if they started with him down in AAA and maybe brought him up towards the second half of the season. Um, so they actually did have some key off-season additions. Uh, Kelvin Herrera, John Jay, Yvonne Nova, Yonder Alonso, and uh, even James McCann is a decent backup catcher to have. Um, what do you think about their additions in this offseason? That's just steady, consistent veteran guys that are going to help a bunch of young guys get through these next couple years. That's when I see those moves, I don't, I don't think they're moves that are, you know, making a push to win games. I think that's those are moves to uh, to help those young guys in the clubhouse. And I mean, look, they were twenty second in baseball and batting average last year, twenty fourth in RBIs. They rely entirely too heavily on the home run from the middle of the order. These guys at least can come in more consistent with the bat, putting the ball in play. They give you a different element to the offense. So for the, uh, for the near future, I like the moves. I think they were all just steady consistency type moves. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think they're they're They were, they had a solid off season. Um, they didn't go too crazy. They didn't get rid of anybody in their, uh, in their pipeline. They, they almost went so, crazy though. Yes, they did. They did almost go crazy, but they wouldn't have given anything up. Right. They just would have given right. up money. Um, but still, yeah, I, I love the moves. I think John Jay is a really good move um, for them, as well as uh, Herrera in the bullpen. Nova, he's going to slip slide Her- right into the rotation. Herrera is um, perfect for that bullpen because you're looking at well, – they got Fulmer, Fry, Burr. Those are all guys in their lower 20s. Herrera's been around the block. He's been doing it for, you know, forever. That's a perfect guy to set up back there with those kids and get them acclimated to that bullpen, especially a guy like Carson Fulmer, who at Vanderbilt was doing a little bit of everything. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we'll we'll stick with the bullpen right quick. Um, right now it's looking like Colome is the closer and then Herrera setting up. I mean – that's a really good one-two punch right there. A couple veterans that have, you know, like you said, been around the block, um, have pitched in playoff games. Um, so them teaching, you know, Colm, uh, Fulmer. And then um, I hope Herrera can be like a, a mentor for that Vieira, Vieira kid right. um, with his velocity. I mean, he's, you know, he's got a, so much potential, but he hasn't been uh, having that command over the last couple of years. So, do you think like Kyle May and Herrera can really hold this pen down for at least, you know, this next these next couple of years and uh, don't let him slide yeah, too much? Yeah, I um, I don't know how much we're gonna see the back end of the White Sox bullpen, but I think when we do see it, they'll be you know they'll be themselves, they'll be steady as ever. It's just how many games are they really gonna pitch? And they're older guys now, so I mean, it's not like you need to see them every other day, but. I don't suspect that we see them pitch too often this year. I think it's going to be a lot of the younger guys in that bullpen, and they're going to be there more coaching these kids up and helping them through the process. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Colin may might be on the move. Yeah, again, huh? it's possible both of them end up on the move by the deadline, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, so um, speaking of that back end, let's move. Let's slide over to the rotation. Um, what are you looking at for rotation uh, this season for them? Well, I'm looking at Rodone, and I want to see if Rodone can. I like Rodone. I don't. I think when he first came up his rookie year, I think he got a bad rap because he got off to a pretty slow start. But ever since then, he's been nothing but good. 
uh, left hand arm. He does. He's not electric like Kopich or anything with the stuff he's got, but just model of consistency. I want to see if uh, he can put together not not necessarily be the ace of the future, but be a top of the rotation guy and really cement himself up there. And then you know behind him, I'm sure you're going to get into it as well. You're looking at Giolito, Lopez, Covey, just a bunch of young guys with no ceilings. You you don't. No one knows what the potential of this rotation really is, so it's one that's going to be fun to uh, to watch all year. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think Nova is going to solidify himself and, and be like either a three or a four, and just be that veteran guy in the rotation that's steady, gives you six innings every right. time. Um, I love Rodon too. I think he's got a boatload of potential. Um, and then Lopez is there. I, I think he's good. I think he's fine. Um, I mean, Giolito, for the Nat, when he was with the Nats, man, he he was electric. Um, last season, <laughs> I uh, invested him in fantasy baseball. That didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, out. that didn't work out too uh, well, huh? <laughs> no, not at all, actually. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. So, what are you thinking for the five? Um, I know the White Sox like that uh, Bonuelos kid. Right. Um, you like you like Kovey instead? Um, I personally like Kovey. Um, I don't know which way they're going to go with their rotation. In fact, I think um, if both of those guys do well in spring training, I think there's a possibility Lopez ends up in the bullpen at some point. Um, so I don't know. We'll we'll have to see who makes that roster. But like I said, I mean, you're looking at what seven guys really that are vying for that rotation. I mean, it's a good problem to have in Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, if Giolito is, is, is him, you know, himself, like he was like three years ago, I mean, he can be top can of the rotation awesome. guy. Um, yeah, absolutely. He has that potential. Um, him and Rodon could be a really good one-two punch if, if they get their act together and, uh, you know, start giving six, seven solid innings. Um, per appearance but I think the real strength of this team is is going to be their lineup um actually this year they have a good lineup um but yeah as we said before you know in the coming years it's going to be way better um I did some some stuff today I was looking through you know who their potential lineup um I think rounding out the top is going to be John Jay, Yo Moncada, Abreu, and Alonzo. Is that kind of what yeah, you have? Yeah, that's what I got. And I don't think uh, anything drastic is going to happen where that changes over, you know, March, the course of March and beginning of April. I think that's going to be solid from beginning of the year till the end. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they're, they have a solid catcher in Wellington Castillo. Um, he's great defensively. So, he, and he's, he's a decent middle he's of the lineup top, guy. I mean, which is- perfect to yeah. hit behind Abreu. So it's, you know, it's not, you don't have Bryce Harper hitting behind Abreu, but Wellington, Wellington Castillo is enough of a threat to hit the long ball to make pitchers nervous. Exactly. The, yeah. Like you said, last year they were relying on the home run a lot. That's kind of what their, their lineup yeah, really is all it about. Is, and they're not going to um, hit it at a clip like the Yankees do. So it, it's going to be hard to find runs some nights. Yeah, not quite. Um, and then rounding out their order, they got that kid. They got Polka, who he also has some pops yes, too. Huh? That kid, that kid, can, then, when he gets into it, that kid can hit the ball. Yeah, I remember one one ball he hit against Tampa last year. It dead center had to be like four seventy or something. It was nuts. Just absolutely I'd love launched. To know what one. that feels like? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you know, you know, rounding out the order, Tim Anderson, solid player. Um, Yomer Sanchez and then uh, Angle. Um, Angle's you know more of a defensive guy, but I mean it can't hurt. He's not going to hurt you at at the nine. No, and right I there. think he's a real similar player to John Jay. I think they kind of bring you the same element. So you know, whenever they're switching in and out of the lineup, I don't think much is going to change. Yeah, no, nah, me neither. Um, yeah, but I mean, right now I'm looking at this team. Um, what are your players to watch? Then uh, I'll give you mine. Uh, I think from a fantasy perspective, your player to watch has to be a Jose Abreu. He's going to be the guy in the middle of the order who's seeing the best pitches because of who's hitting around him. He's going to hit the ball again. You've seen it over the years, the consistency with the home runs. 
So from a fantasy perspective, the guy to watch is Jose Abreu. From just a baseball perspective, you got to be waiting for Eloy Jimenez to come up. That's that's the guy that is going to change this franchise around. He's going to be electric in the middle of the order, can hit the hit using the whole field. He's going to go right behind Abreu, and then Castillo's going to go right behind him. He's going to be able to see a lot of good pitches. And look, he he might force his way to the majors because of how well he hits. He had 355 in AAA his first time up there. The kid, I don't know if he's Ronald Acuna good, but he's right there from terms of a prospect. So that, that's my guy to watch. Yeah, so I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, with fantasy, it's Jose Abreu, absolutely. Um, potential for 40-plus home runs and, you know, close to 100 RBIs if, if everyone else around him does well. Um, some just crazy pop. Um, and then my players to watch, yeah, Elo Jimenez, uh, we're just waiting for him to come up. It's, you know, it's it's any day. It's going to be so exciting when it happens. Um, like you said, he's, he might play his way into it. Um, I'm I'm thinking maybe June he's there. Um, I'm not sure what you're thinking with that. Um, and then my other players, def, definitely Omer Sanchez. He's really good to watch at third base. Um, and I, I would like to see him play well and uh, maybe move up a couple spots in that order and, uh, you know, play good defense. So, for me, I, I enjoy watching him play. Already. Yeah, I think uh, watch for Jimenez around the deadline. I think that'll be uh, – if he's going to come up this year, I think that'll be when he comes up. Yeah, absolutely. So, Chicago White Sox, um, over 500 or under 500? They will be under 500 this year, and I think uh, – in Vegas, their win total is set at seventy or yeah, seventy four and a half is the number for them. I'm going to go under that uh, for a futures bet as well. So I don't. I see the White Sox winning somewhere between sixty six and seventy games in that in that range. But yeah, nowhere near contention. Not pushing the top of this division. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you there. Um, I think yeah, under five hundred for sure. You said the over-under is 74? 74 and a half. 74 and a half. Uh, I'll probably take the under on that, too. I think they'll be in the 70s, getting close to that, but I don't think they go over that. Um, just too much going on in the teams above them in the AL, especially with the Indians and the Twins revival. Um, so let's move on t- um, to a different team, even even lower than them. Uh, that yeah, we let's, assume uh, let's as get now. these guys out of the way, huh? Yeah. How about uh, some Detroit Tigers talk? You mean the 2019 Baltimore Orioles? (laughs) That's how bad you think they're going to be? I don't think it's going to be fun to be a Detroit. All right. Well, um, this year, you're absolutely right. I I just, oh, they're not good. Um, It's it's an ugly ugly thing going on there. But um, they do do have the number 10 farm system in baseball. That they do. And we're going to see – decent portion of those guys this year yeah so in the in the top 100 they got Casey Mize Matt Manning and Franklin Perez all pitchers which is uh, something they've uh, needed desperately in the recent years um so you think Casey Mize or Manning find their way up this year um right now we're looking at Jordan Zimmerman Matthew Boyd Tyson Ross Daniel Norris and Michael Fulmer so those are five veteran been there before pitchers I don't see any of those guys coming up unless one of those guys either gets dealt or gets put on the shelf for a while um now with a lot of these guys they've all been on the DL before so I'd say there's a better chance of us seeing them at seeing at least one of them than not but I wouldn't get your hopes up for seeing all three yeah, I'm I'm just waiting for like Jordan Zimmerman to get hurt or Michael Fulmer. It just just seems like it's destined to happen this year. Fulmer, um, that guy, he could be a great pitcher if he stayed healthy. Yeah, I mean, pitching is you know as we know it's tough to stay healthy. Um, but yeah, anyway, those are, those are their guys that are coming up. Um, you know, again, couple years type of thing. Um, and then in the off season, they didn't do a lot. Uh, 
They added guys like Josh Harrison, Matt Moore, who can go to their staff, and then Jordy Mercer, who's probably going to play shortstop. Yeah, majority I, of the time he's going to start, it looks like, which yeah, solid veteran consistency in the lineup, and you're going to see young guys in there throughout the year, so not a bad move. Yeah, he, he'll probably, uh, you know, probably hit ninth, play shortstop for them. I mean, just the – He's not going to make a bunch of errors or anything like that. He's not going to, you know, hit under 200 or something crazy. He's going to hit mid to mid 200s and play solid defense and turn double plays and whatnot. Um, he's not going to really hurt the club more than uh, they've already been hurt over the last. Uh, couple yeah, I seasons. don't. I don't necessarily think he could do much harm, much more harm than there's already been done over the last few years. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one kind of hole I'm looking on at their roster. I mean. It's not really hopeful anyway, but um, the catcher, there's just not much there. There, There's nothing there. <laughs> it's not It's yeah. not that there's not much. That James McCann's gone, and now they're looking at Grayson Griner as their – he's the front runner for the job. And, I mean, what do you know anything about Grayson Griner? I don't know yeah, much. I, I, um, I got to be honest with you, dude. I know nothing about Grayson Griner, and I'm not – not an indictment on the guy. He could be a great player, but just it's it's something where you look at that lineup and you're saying, man, I, there's guys in this opening day lineup I don't even know. I've never even heard of them. And yeah. that that <laughs> kind of sums up the Tigers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what I do know about some of their catchers, um, we actually, um, guy over here at JokerMag.com wrote one um, last week about Brady Policelli who's in their assist in the tiger system, um, got a spring training invite and, uh, he's been on the up and up as a catcher. So I don't know, maybe we'll hear his name. That's, uh, a, come that's about. a hell of a baseball name. I know it's awesome. Yeah. That's right? a, that's a hell of a name right there. I like that one. Yeah. He's, uh, he's from, uh, Walkersville, Maryland. So, uh, maybe, maybe he'll find his way into the lineup with, uh, backing up Grayson Griner. Um, <laughs> he should start off uh, the name alone. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, so, actually, they have a couple other cool names, um, starting with their potential third baseman, uh, probably start starting third baseman, Candelario. Yes, he's um, going to start for sure. Yeah, what do you think about him at the top of the order for him? I think that he's going to be one of the two bright spots for them this year. I think him and then another guy I'm looking at that's going to come up and hit the ball well is Christian Stewart. And those are going to be the two guys, if you're Tigers fans, that you're going to enjoy watching this year. Those kids can both play. They can both use the field and hit. Um, you know, Christian Stewart's the guy. He's going to he's gonna find his way to the middle of the order and hit for power. But both of those guys are – those are the bright spots for them. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean – yeah, like we're saying, there's not much. There's not going to be many bright spots this season, but I think watching them play as a Tigers fan um, is going to be good. Knowing you have a decent future uh, potentially at third base and in the outfield, um, staying in the outfield, probably hitting third as well. Castellanos. Um, let's talk about him for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Um, he's the best player on their team, but unfortunately for them, if he's a UFA at the end of the year, and I find it extremely hard to believe that he would have any interest in re-signing with a team that's looking to get younger and contend in the future and not right now. So to me, Castellanos has to be dealt at the deadline. Um, What his value is after we saw the way he was playing in the outfield last year, I don't know exactly because it looks like if you're an NL team, do you would you want Castellanos playing right field for you? I mean, I don't think I would. I don't know. I mean, like you said, it's 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 pretty bad. Um, I mean, it's it's uh, comparable to Juan Soto's outfield ability. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess you're right there. I mean, yeah, I mean, like it's it's like really shaky. Um, but I mean, his bat, you know, it's, right? It's now in the, in today's game, it's it's the bat. You know, it's like if you can hit, man, you're gonna you're gonna find your way into a lineup. Um, I know the NL is more shaky, um, but I think I think an AL team will certainly be interested in uh, in his skill set. Yeah, I think um, I I run like 
it's funny. I think the perfect destinations for him before all these signings happened over the last two years, the Yankees or the Red Sox would have been perfect for him. But now, I mean, on either of those teams, there's really no spot for him. So in the AL, it kind of – we could get to this in a little bit. We'll call this a little foreshadowing here. I think there's a team within this division that uh, could make a move for him and use him down uh, toward the deadline. But outside the AL, the only team I see that could be really interested in moving for him is the Dodgers after getting rid of Puig and Kemp. But Bryce Harper's on their radar – so you never know what happens there. So the Castellanos watch is uh, it's already begun, but I don't think there's too many suitors for him, unfortunately, for uh, Detroit. Yeah, well, it's funny that you brought up um, his possible trade destinations. I actually agree with you. There's one team that came to mind right away, and it is in their division. Um it's it's the Indians, man. I can't hold it. I can't hold it in. <laughs> it's gla- I mean, there's a glaring problem in Cleveland. Exactly. Um, yeah, we'll we'll get to Cleveland in a bit, but you know the outfield's their issue, and I think Casianos would uh, be a perfect fit for them. Yeah, I totally um, agree. But anyway, we'll uh, continue um, with their lineup. Miggy don't really need to talk about him. We know about him. Um, can still he can still mash. Uh, he just got to yeah. Stay healthy. Just a matter of how much will he play. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, Nico Goodrum at at two B. Um, he's he's a solid player. I like he, watching him play. A, and then he's Hicks. another one with Stewart. He's another one to look out for. He can play. I agree. Yeah, Goodrum's someone that I like watching play, and I, I'm I'm looking forward to it for this season. Um, and Hicks, um, he, he's got he's got some pop in his bat. And then Grayson Griner. Jacoby Jones and then Jordy Mercer, so a bottom half of the lineup that is uh, not difficult to pitch to. And uh, no, not at all. Teams are, any teams capacity. Are love playing the Tigers. I I, I certainly agree. Um, but yeah, so I will move on. But you know, some of the players you to watch that we mentioned already: Goodrum, Stewart, Condelario. Um, yeah, fantasy wise, it's obviously Castellanos. And I think. Um, from a f- Michael Fulmer's a guy to watch out for. If he if he can stay on the field, he's got great stuff. He's got a career three nine seven ERA, and it'll only get better if he can keep that arm healthy. It's just, you know, will he be there every fifth day to give them a chance to win? Ah, it's we've yet to see it since he's been up. So it's it's tough to sit here and think that he will be, but I I do hope to see it because he's a he's a he's got great stuff, man. He could be a great pitcher. Yeah, he does have good stuff. Uh, I actually enjoy watching him pitch when he's out there. Um, but anyway, let's move on to uh, another team that's in the dumps, the Kansas City Royals. Ooh, me and you might have a different perspective on this one. Well, they've been in the dumps. I, I do have a little bit of optimism for them um, as far as their lineup. Um, as far as their pitching, I'm not there. Are you there with their with pitching? With their pitching, absolutely not. I'm not even close to there. Um that's that's the issue. It's a glaring issue, much like the Indians outfield. But the Kansas City Royals are going to be the most exciting team to watch in baseball this year. So I think that the way they're going to play the game is going to – they're going to produce enough runs to where their starting pitching and their bullpen are going to get some relief. And it, they're going to help them out this year. I think that despite – not really adding much to the to the rotation. I think those guys are going to benefit from what they added to the lineup. Yeah, for sure. So, um, along with their pitching, another glaring you know spot that's missing for them is their their prospects. Um, they seem to have none. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the, their top prospect is Brady Singer, who 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 is good. I, I you know he's a good pitcher. Right. Um, he's the number fifty four prospect, but I mean. God, you only have one guy and you now know, up there. I agree. You're right, but you're looking at Mondesi, Bonifacio, Dozier, Gutierrez, O'Hearn, Soler. Like these are all guys in the bigs. So yeah, they're already there. So I, I agree most of their there. prospects are going to be playing major league baseball. So I agree with you. The pipeline ain't looking pretty, but at least from a major league level, they do have a lot of youth to build up from. 
Yeah. Um, before we get into their lineup, because you did mention a couple guys that are in there already, um, some of their additions that are that are decent, um, not great. I mean, Brad Boxberger is a, it's a, it's a veteran out of the pen. Um, he's pitched with the Rays and a couple other teams. Um, he's got good stuff. Chris Owings is a solid utility guy that can come off the and bench. And also still, I only think, like, 23 years old, 24, young guy too. Oh, I know. He's still young. Um, and then Terrence Gore is solely a speed guy. Um, he's like that guy Dyson they had back in the, yeah, in the it, playoffs in, what, 15, 16? the exact same player. Yeah, actually, I actually was at the game this uh, September – it was Cubs Nats. I was at Nationals Park. Terrence Gore got his first career hit, dude. In like five, in like five seasons. Dude, that's one you're gonna take <laughs> home. Tell the grandkids. I was there for Terrence Gore's <laughs> first base hit. <laughs> well, anyway, a better outfielder that they got was Billy Hamilton. So yeah, um, I love that move. I, I agree. And then uh, I'll just give the other ones. Homer Big. Um. <laughs> But anyway, let's go to the lineup. I think Hamilton's going to be near the bottom. Um, what do you think for him? Where is he going to be located in that in that lineup? I think they could do two things with him. I think you could either hit him first, you can lead him off, or you could hit him ninth. And I think either way you go, it'll work out. Um, look, this team's entire philosophy is to put pressure on the pitcher. They're They're not trying to beat you by hitting the long ball. They're trying to beat you by getting guys on base and putting pressure on the pitcher. Um Billy Hamilton was fifth in the league in stolen bases last year, and he might be – I mean, he he is the most dangerous guy on the bases. So you bring him to that lineup. If you put him at the top, and then you got a guy in Whit Merrifield who led all of baseball in stolen bases last year, now we're talking about two guys that if you get them on base to start the game and then you get into the middle of that order with Perez and Solaire and guys that can uh, hit for some power – that's a scary team to play against, and they're going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Merrifield is – I mean, he's a, he's a beast. He signed that contract. He's there. He wants to be a royal. Wait, let, let's um, just get it out of the way right now. Whit Merrifield is the most underappreciated player in all of baseball. That guy made an all-star team last year. No one talked about him, just quietly went about his business. He had the most hits in baseball. How many people, how many people talked about it? Not a single person. Led all of baseball in stolen bases. That guy is a stud, the definition of a stud, and no one's talking about him. I know. It, he definitely goes – he flies under the radar, I mean, with the, you know, the re- – I mean, he's – and people act like he's not – He's still a young guy, and he's done nothing but get better. 283 his first year, 288 his second, 304 last year. You've seen nothing but improvement from him. So uh, there's nothing that makes me think that he's just not – he stole 45 last year. I wouldn't be surprised to see 50-55 this year with a 314 average and, you know, hitting 100 and however many hits, just leading the league again. Well, yeah. Well, that's, you think he could maybe find his way into an MVP race or he's just still too under the radar? Um, we'll, we'll see how this season plays out. Um, I'm of the belief that this team's going to win more games than a lot of people think. I think that the contrarian style of baseball, um, it's much like the Red Sox did last year, run the bases, put pressure on guys, you know, play the game, not not just wait for the long ball. I think that this going back to the old ways, playing small ball, running the bases, I think that on a night-to-night basis, they're going to give pitchers a ton of problems and they're going to be a real tough team to play against. I think they're going to win a lot more games than people think. Okay. All right. I, uh, I didn't have them pinned at the bottom. Um, I had Detroit pin at the bottom and um, them right above them, but I don't know. I, 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 I kind of, I'm kind of with you there with the, the new style of play that they're playing in. Um, well, old style of play rather. Um, I mean, their lineup is solid. I mean, Merrifield, Mondesi, Gordon, Solaire, Perez, O'Hearn, um, you got Brett Phillips, Dozier, Bonifacio. I mean, they can they can rotate guys in as well. Um, you know, they got a little bit of de- more depth than they had last year. So yeah, that, they're going to be they're going to be. And exciting. that's another thing about Whit Merrifield. You could throw that guy at any position. He could play second base. He could play all three outfield positions. He could play third base. That guy he gives you so much versatility with your lineup on a night to night basis. Yeah, he's he's a great player. Um, so yeah, we, I mean, their lineup's gonna be great. Um, uh, hopefully they they can outscore their opponents because their pitching is, uh, 
the complete opposite of great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I share a last name with the ace, but man, that guy, do they regret that contract? Yeah. So, uh, Danny Duffy is, uh, looking to be the opening day starter. Um, probably, uh, he's probably going to be the lone lefty in that rotation as well. So, um, I mean, their rotation is just, I mean, Jakob Yunus could be, he can be, um, Ian Kennedy's, he's a veteran. He's okay. I mean, literally like their rotation just shouts. Okay. At you, there's just nothing up or down really about it. It's just right there. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. There's not a single guy that's going to take that bump one day that a team's going to be like, Oh man, we got to face him today. Like teams are going to be up to play the Royals because they know those guys are just, like you said, they're just, they're there. They're, they're all okay. But they're basically the, they're all Matt Schaub's. Yeah, exactly. They're Tad Pennington, you know, they can throw, they can throw that five yard out route, but if you want them to go 15 yards downfield, he, he can't do that for you. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely their, their, you know, biggest weakness. Um, their pull, their bullpen's okay. Um, I think they have a closer in Boxberger or Wiley Peralta, um, both veterans. And then, I mean, after that, you know, Flynn, Flynn's okay as a lefty, lefty specialist. Dykeman's okay. I, I mean, again, just everything's just yeah. okay. <laughs> Diekman, man. Diekman could have been something special, and he just – he can't – still to this day, he can't find control. And it – one night he comes out, he's striking out the side. The next night he comes out, he's walking three, hitting a guy, and then lighting up a home run. Uh, he, that guy's got electric stuff, but, man, he's, he's the epitome of inconsistency. Yeah, for sure. Um, there, there's two kids that are intriguing in their back end, um, Sam McWilliams and Chris Ellis. Um, Sam McWilliams is a pretty hard thrower. Ellis is – um. So those are names that I'm kind of looking out for in their bullpen. But other than that, man, it's uh, it's it ain't pretty. No, and I think it's going to be a lot of the veteran guys carrying that load. Um, though I don't think we're going to see those starting pitchers going more than five very often. So that bullpen's going to get a lot of work, and those veteran guys they're going to need to lean on them to eat up innings. Yeah, for sure. Um, so um, my player to watch. Is Ryan O'Hearn, is, is he yours? He is not. Okay. Who's yours? Uh, my player to watch is Jorge Soler. Um, okay. Yeah, I just think when he came up with Chicago, man, that was a guy that, myself included, I, I thought he was going to be one of the better right fielders in baseball for years to come. And since that first run with Chicago when he first came up, it hasn't turned out that way. Fresh start in Kansas City. He's going to get more playing time. He's going to see more bats. So I want to see if he can uh, put it all together this year. Yeah, I'm right there with you as well. Uh, he needs a little bit of that uh, solar power. Um, Man, that was not. I mean, yeah, Cubs fans weren't happy when they, when they traded him. I mean, nah. I mean, look, he was he was considered one of the best prospects in baseball, and I don't think that was by accident. The guy when he's been at the top of his game, he's shown everyone he's, he's an incredible talent, but like I've, I've said the word consistency plenty of times. That's a thing in baseball. You got to be consistent. And he just hasn't been that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the fancy player to watch is obviously Whit Merrifield. Yeah. That's the guy. Um, yeah. Um, I think he finishes top 15 um, overall fancy players. I, I agree with you. I think he. I think he might even break the top ten. I, it's hard when you get to that ten spot. Those top ten players are usually guys that are going to be hitting home runs. He's not going to do that. But I just think for how often he's on base, how many runs he's going to score, how many bases he's going to steal, he's just got so many ways to put points on the board for you. So he he's definitely the guy. Yeah, he's not. Gonna, he's probably won't get up to twenty home runs or anything. But like you said, he's going to get up there with the stolen bases and that counts a lot in fantasy. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of people don't even think about the stolen bases as points and whatnot, but there are a lot of, they had up, um, Trey Turner was a prime example of that last year as well. Um, for the Nats. So, you know, watch out for Whit Merrifield. He's, he's, uh, he's coming. Um, let's move on to the twenties. 
Um, we actually discussed the twenties on the podcast about three weeks ago or so. Um, but anyway, um, obviously, uh, they got a new manager in Rocco Baldelli. That's your guy. Um, I mean, that's my guy. He's only 37 years old. I want to say, um, stopped playing because of some health issues and whatnot, but I think he's going to, he's going to lead the the twins, uh, on the up and up this season. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I I think that this is going to be a good year to be a Minnesota twins fan. And I think that, uh, we might see a little passing of the torch in the division this year. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of there with you. I mean, um, we already talked about some of the, the holes that the Indians have, um, but I think the the weakness of the um, Twins is going to be their pitching. Um, it's okay. Like, I mean, it's better than the Royals pitching, but it's nothing to, you know, watch out for, you know. Um, the one guy that there is to watch out for is Jose Barrios, who's an absolute man. Yeah, um, I- I'm with you on the pitching, but I do think that the two guys at the top of the rotation in Barrios and Gibson are going to give you a chance to win every five days they go out there. But, um, yeah, Jose Barrios is a stud. And I think this year, coming into his own after a full year last year, he's on Cy Young watch this year, I think. Um, he's He posted a 3.84 ERA last year through 192 innings. I think we see him throw probably 220 this year. That ERA is going to go down. He had 202 Ks last year think you're probably going to see closer to 250 260 that guy's just his stuff is electric he's nothing but good things from jose barrios this year yeah and he's only 24 years old which is uh which is awesome to see um he's definitely you know he's their ace like we said every five days they have a chance to win with him um and then kyle gibson man breakout season last year 362 era which is career low for him so maybe he's figured some things out and he can help the Twins on his fifth Yeah, I, I think Kyle Gibson's legit, man. Um, you know, obviously the sample size of him pitching at that caliber is, you know, it's one season, it's small, but I don't see him just falling off a cliff this year out of nowhere. Um, I think if he brings that, what he delivered last year, this year, if he can bring that again, I don't see any reason why this team can't not only compete with the Indians, but maybe even take over that division. Yeah, so I think the key factors for the rotation actually come after them. Um, is It's Michael Pineda and Jake Odorizzi. If if Pineda, fresh yeah. off Tommy John, I, I know that's tough, but, I mean, he has a 9.09K per nine for his career. It, I mean, he's got electrifying stuff. Um, he had some good season with the Yankees. He's a veteran. He's been there. Um, I mean, I'm excited for him to make a little comeback and, you know, maybe not put some tar on his head. You beat again. me to it. But, <laughs> but I mean, you know, he's got good stuff. He's just, he's just been plagued by, by, some yeah. Injuries. And, uh, if he can come back, if he comes back and he pitches like he did in New York, now you got a one, two, three punch with guys in Perez and Odorizzi at the back end who, you know, veteran guys know how to pitch in the big, in the big leagues. So if you can get Pineda back at his level in New York, that rotation is no longer an issue we're looking at. It's actually a pretty solid rotation, If I think, if Pineda gets back to form. Yeah, exactly. And if, if Odorizzi pitches to his career ERA, which is 3.95, uh, that's not too bad. No, take that. Like we, we were just talking about Michael Fulmer. Michael Fulmer's at a 3.94. Um, on the open market, he would be valued at much better higher than Jake Odorizzi, but like you said, the numbers are pretty much equal. So you're looking at a guy that puts up, you know, a Michael Fulmer type, type ERA year in, year out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the rotation, it, it, it has that potential to be solid enough for them to compete for the division this year. Um, some of their off-season pickups are also going to help with that. C.J. Crone, Jonathan Scope. Uh, Ronald Torres, Nelson Cruz, Marvin Gonzalez. I mean, um, I don't think they could have done better. In, in, yeah, I'm going to go on record and say that quietly, the Minnesota Twins might have had the best offseason in all of baseball. Um, Nelson Cruz is going to step in right to the middle of that lineup, and he's going to the the real thing that is great about Nelson Cruz is that's going to do nothing but help Miguel Sano. 
And Sano was obviously a rough year last year, but we've seen him at the top of his game, what he can do. And I think Nelson Cruz does nothing but help him. And you sandwich him between Nelson Cruz and Eddie Rosario, and man, Miguel Sano gets back to form. That's a three, four, five. That that's nothing to mess around with. Oh no, not at all. Um, and then you add Crone as well with his power numbers, um, job and scope with with his ability to. And he find comes some gaps. in. And I mean, he's a perfect replacement for Dozier. They're, they're very similar players. I mean, this lineup is, like you said, it's nothing to mess with right now. Polanco, Rosario, Snow, Cruz, Crone, Kepler, Scope, Castro, get to and the, Buxton. If Buxton can play to that, his abilities, yeah, brought my Byron God. Buxton, if he can put – it's just the bet. Everything – the defense is phenomenal. He runs the bases as well as anyone in baseball. It's just can we get consistency out of that bat? Are you, are you going to get on base enough to, to, you know, put pressure on pitchers and really contribute to the team at the level you can? He's – if he puts it together this year, I mean, this team, the sky's the limit for them. Yeah, I know. And, I mean, Marlon Gonzalez, you know, he found his way there. But I'm looking right now. I, I don't really even see a spot where he'd be starting. No, but he's, he's your perfect first guy off the bench that can just go in, play anywhere, fill in wherever you need him to. He's He's done it for Houston. He's done it his whole career. He's just the perfect utility guy to have on your team. So anyone goes down, anyone needs an off day, you're not really losing much by putting Marwin Gonzalez out there. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think he's going to play a lot of first base. Um, I, like, I, I did say C.J. Crone has a really good bat, but C.J. Crone's not a, you know, 155-game guy. He's, you know, 140, 135. Yeah, that, that's what his so. career says. Um I think that we'll see a lot of Marwin in uh, up the middle, middle of the infield as well, too. Um, I don't know if Polanco – what do you think? you think Polanco is going to be an everyday guy for them? I, I think so. Um, I think he'll find his way in and out of some struggling and whatnot, and I think, I think Marwin Gonzalez is just he's, – he's, you know, we've, we've seen him do it with Houston. He's – he, he's going to find his way into the lineup um, at least a few times a week and, and be a, a big contributor to their successes. This yeah, year. I would, I would definitely agree with that. Um, I guess their potential weakness is their bullpen. Um, I mean, Trevor may is probably going to be their closer um, big, big uh, right-hander. And then, I mean, Addison yeah, Reed. Look, man, I, anytime know. I look at a bullpen and I see Addison Reed, I just go, man, what are you guys doing? Yes, every time I turn on the TV, this guy's blowing a game. I just it, it's, it amazes oh. me that year in year out, it's not if it was the White Sox that signed him, fine. But it's teams that are contending that are signing Addison Reed. You're just shooting yourselves in the foot. What are you doing? Yeah, I I mean he's blown some some famous games for the Mets, huh? He I did mean, it over geez. and over. You turned on Channel 60 in June. It was the Addison Reed show, just blowing games. Oh, God. Well, I'm a Philly fan. And all right, that's a oh, – well, enough, enough of the Twins. Let's, uh, let's hurry up and move on to the Indians or the Windians. But I don't know. They might not be no longer. Um, so some of their top prospects, they only have two top 100 guys in uh, Tristan McKenzie and Nolan Jones. Um, I've seen some McKenzie play. I've not seen Nolan Jones play at all. Um, I do hear good things, though, from yeah, him. Yeah, I'm, I'm right um, there with you. I haven't seen Nolan Jones play, but from all accounts, he's he's the best guy coming up through that system. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, some of their additions, they added a lot of guys, but mostly to minor league contracts. Um, and the bullpen. It, it guys, you know, they had guys like Don't Matt Joyce. Weird? Yeah, I, I, I thought that was weird as well. Um they added guys like Matt Joyce, Ryan Flaherty. They actually got Hanley Ramirez today. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know, whatever you got to do, I guess. Um, Tyler Clippard. I mean, Jake Bowers was was a good uh, good trade asset that they got. Um, and then Kevin Pawecki and Oliver Perez, who somehow is still in the major league. Yeah, that guy's—it's unbelievable. He's ageless. He's been uh, he's been um, in MLB the show since like two thousand two. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, so like we said, you know, already their their gaping hole is is the outfield. Um but an outfielder that does have some really good potential is uh, Leonis Martin. Yeah, I think I think Martin has good upside. My the issue with him in this lineup is he kind of fits the mold of every other player. You need some diversity in your lineup and to me aside from Lindor and Ramirez who could do just about everything everyone in this lineup does a lot of the same things. And especially when you're talking about the outfielders and Naquin, Martin and Zimmer and, and Matt Joyce. So they're all similar players. So I'm that they need some diversity in this lineup. And I, I just don't imagine that these are the guys they're going to finish the year with. I, I can't see this team not making a decent amount of moves throughout the year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think they're going to find ways to, trade some pitching for some outfielders that can uh, do it all. Um, I, I think Jake Bowers is going to find a way to play a lot. Um, the Rays put him in right and left last year. Um, and he was, he was fine. You know, he was good in the outfield and he's got a good bat. So I think he's going to find his way into the line. I, um, um, what do you think about I Jake, think Bowers? Jake Bowers is going to start at first base. Um, I think they're going to DH Carlos Santana, who they brought back. I think Bowers is going to get some uh, some run at first base to see how he does over there. Uh, Santana can can still play the field. It's not like he can't. So if they want to DH Bowers, that's always an option as well. Um, look, the kid, his average was not good last year. He hit 201. But what we do know is the kid can crank the ball. It's just he's got to find a way to fit in the middle of this order because if he finds himself at the back end or uh, in a position where guys aren't going to be on base, then he's not putting himself in a position to succeed. So he's got to find a way in the beginning of the year to show those coaches that he can fit in the middle of that order. Yeah, for sure. As, as a Rays fan last year, I mean, it was, it was so disappointing to see his struggles towards the end of the season. It was like he, he looked like Chris Davis. <laughs> it was it was brutal. It was brutal. Um, I mean, look, the Indians still have a good lineup. Um, you know, Kipnis, Ramirez, Lindor, Santana. I mean, they they can all still mash. You know, they don't have any issues there. Um, rotation. I mean, arguably the best in baseball. Um, <laughs> Kluber, Bauer. Carrasco, Clevenger, Bieber. yeah, that I mean, the rotation's out of this world good. Um, and then they, they, you know, Danny Salazar's still there. He's in the minors. <laughs> he, he ain't even up. Yeah, it's 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 unreal. It's unreal. Their staff. There's really not much more to talk about other than, um, I would say three of them can compete for a Cy Young, maybe even four. Yeah, arguably, and I think uh, <laughs> I think you're going to see Shane Bieber break out a little bit this year. He um. He only threw 114 innings last year, small sample size. Kid's got great stuff, ton of upside. He's going to hopefully, as long as he's healthy, gets to that 200-inning threshold and really, you know, has the opportunity to show how good he is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lastly, their bullpen, it's uh, nothing to write home about anymore. Um, They've lost a couple guys over the last few seasons, but they did add Brad Hand. Um, he's probably going to be their closer. Uh, he's, I think Brad Hand's probably the most underrated relief pitcher in baseball, and that's because he's been stuck in San Diego playing at, you know, getting in the game at 12.30 Eastern time when no one's watching. Um, I think that, you know, he's – you could really make an argument that he's been the best closer in baseball over the last two seasons. He's top five in innings pitch, top five in caves for relievers, um, and he was doing it on a bad team, still saving games, bracking up the numbers. I think Brad Hand is just about as good of a replacement for Andrew Miller as you could find. Um, That's not what he was brought in for last year, but this year that's what it's turned into in losing Miller. So he's going to have to be their horse in the, in the bullpen. Yeah, I know. I mean, their bullpen um, Clipper will probably find his way onto the roster. Oliver Perez will probably find his way onto the roster. Um, but then you got guys like uh, Tyler Olson and Adam Simber, who were actually decent last year. Um, I think they're going to need to keep the same numbers they had last year in order for their bullpen to hold games down. Yeah, I think. Um, and then, you, look, you're going to 
as much as you might not want to believe it, Tyler Clifford, Oliver Perez, Alex Wilson, Dan Otero, like these are guys you're going to have to rely on. So, look, you sign them on minor league deals. They're not top-end bullpen guys, but these are guys that are going to be eating a lot of innings. And I just don't know. Luckily for them, they got pitchers that night in, night out are going to give them six, seven, eight innings. So the bullpen – at least for them, isn't going to be, you know, it's not like they're going to be the Yankees going to the bullpen in the fifth and just running the game down. They're going to use their starters, get to the back end. But look, Oliver Perez, Tyler Clifford, Dan Otero, these guys got to eat innings, man. And as much as, you know, uh, Adam Clymer and guys like that were pretty decent last year, I just don't know how they're going to hold games, man, to get the end. Yeah, it's uh... – yeah, no, they uh, they got they got to they got to add an outfielder. They got to add um, a reliever, and yeah. then um, I mean, I, like like we're saying, I, the Twins have a legit shot at competing with them for the century. I, I really think up and down the twin. Aside from that starting pitching staff, I think the Twins are better than them everywhere else. Um, especially their lineup depth in Minnesota is that's a. Um, that's a really, really, really top-notch lineup that people are just – it's under the radar because it's not a lot of big names. But Yeah, the, yep. I, I agree 100%. Um, so we, we touched base um, with Bowers. He's, he's one of my players to watch as well as that Tristan McKenzie kid. Um, he might find his way into the bullpen. Um, I mean, he's got good stuff. I've seen him pitch a couple times. Um, who are your players to watch uh, for him? My player to watch is actually Jake Bowers as well. I think if they're going to have a good year this year, he's going to have to be a steady bat in the middle of that lineup. Um, you know, your fantasy player is either Jose Ramirez or Francisco Lindor when you're looking at this team, um, and any of the pitchers, really. Um, there is a lot of fantasy value on this team, but there's not a lot of depth on this team, and – they're going to have to get it from, you know, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of role players that are going to have to play, you know, star roles. Yeah, for sure. Um, for fantasy, I mean, yeah, um, all five guys of their in their rotation will find their ways on someone's fantasy baseball team. Um, even Bieber, Bieber's solid. He's going to be close. He's going to be under and, four. Yeah, and right, I think uh, if you're in a dynasty league, Shane Bieber is definitely someone to go after. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, like you said, Jose Ramirez and Jose Ramirez, Prescott, Francisco Lindor, MVP candidates. I mean, you know, if you can if you can snag them in round one, one of the best them. one two bunches in baseball. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, predictions for um, how this division is going to wrap up uh, one through five. Yeah. So I alluded to it. Um, I think the Twins are going to take this thing over this year. Um, I think the Indians. The real issue for me with them is can Carrasco pitch for a full season? Can Bauer pitch for a full season? Can Clevenger go out? The rotation's great, but it hasn't stayed healthy. And the outfield's an issue. The bullpen's a big, big glaring issue. Um, they might go get a guy like Castellanos. They might get bullpen help, but I still don't think it's enough. I think the Twins win this division. Um, if you into making bets they're set at 83 and a half for their win total take the over i think they get to about 88 89 maybe even 90 wins and i think it's enough to win this division uh i got the indians finishing second and i think they're going to be somewhere between 83 and 87 wins right behind the twins neck and neck till the end but uh yeah the indians are set at 91 and a half wins i like the under on that too and then uh, in order, Royals, White Sox, Tigers. Uh, I like the Royals to go over their win total, and then the two other to go under. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much with you. Um, I think I'm going to stick with the, uh, the Tigers at the bottom, of course. Um, and then I just I for some reason I feel like the White Sox are going to have a decent year this year. Um, so I'm actually going to put the Royals for. White Sox three, um, Indians two, and then Twins one. Hammer the over on the Twins win total. Hammer the under on the Indians win total. Um, 
I mean, I think I think the Twins are the real yeah, deal this and, year. Yeah, uh, and if you look right now, their odds to win the division are plus 300. To make the playoffs, they're at plus 240. So you still get some decent value if you uh, go after those bets right now. Yeah, for sure. Definitely do it before uh, everyone catches on. Um, before we wrap up, um, just want to say uh, thank you, everyone listening. Um, please follow us on Twitter. Um, Joey is at at taking the price. I am at B underscore Contino 23. Um, we'll be giving you uh, some good stuff over the next few weeks, baseball wise, basketball wise, hockey wise. Um, and then follow this account on Twitter at play sneaky. Um, good stuff every single night. Um, baseball podcasts on Tuesday, basketball podcasts on Thursday. Thank you for listening. This podcast was brought to you by JokerMag.com, home of the underdog.